Welcome to The Real Enneagram, A Spiritual Quest, brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. Join us as we experience the vital teachings of Enneagram expert Dr. Joseph Howell, clinical psychologist and author of Becoming Conscious, The Enneagram's Forgotten Passageway. Relax as you are taken beyond personality typing to The Real Enneagram, The Spiritual Development of the Soul. Welcome back today to a podcast that is sponsored by the Institute for Conscious Being that is entitled The Real Enneagram. A spiritual quest. Thank you for read, for joining us again today. We're excited. We have um, a very important guest today. Uh, his name is Cy Moodyum. And Cy is a director, a, sorry, he is an engineer by trade. He is the director of engineering for a fairly large manufacturing firm, 200 plus employees. And he oversees four divisions for that particular company. He also travels internationally quite frequently and does that for business development and for sourcing technology. And I'm carefully saying this because he's very important and there's a lot of important things he does. And I want it to sound right. Uh, this is where how I define important because I'm, I'm I know I always use this phrase um, uh, from the Bible which says you know you're uniquely and wonderfully made. Um, so I believe I'm uniquely and wonderfully made. That makes me important and every one of you important as well. A very, different perspective. That's a great perspective. He's also very handsome. He also is an elder at. Word Alive International Church, which is a very large 3,000-plus member church located in Oxford, Alabama, and is responsible for, you know, leadership responsibilities and that sort of thing yeah, there. Yeah, it's just been uh, – it's it's just always has – have had the fortune of being able to uh, – I, I love people and I like people and like to be around people, so it's been a great uh, uh, pathway for me to be able to just flourish in that gift of – just being able to love people and see them like they are, like like uh, the heaven sees them, really, at the end of the day. So it's been a beautiful experience. So I get to meet people around the world, share about my experiences, where I came from, the faith walk I've come from, and where I'm going. So uh, it's it's just it's just been a fantastic adventure. Very good. Another unique thing about Sai is that he was born and raised in India. And has been here, I guess, in the United States for roughly 30, 33 years. 33 years. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're really excited to have him because he has a unique perspective on life. And we also have Dr. Joseph Howell with us today. And I've introduced him before, but just for those of you who may be joining today, he is the founder for the Institute for Conscious Being. He's also the author of a book entitled Becoming Conscious, The Enneagram's Forgotten Passageway. He also is a psychologist and has a thriving uh, practice in Anniston, Alabama, and is uh, just full of insight about the Enneagram. So today, Dr. Howell, what are we going to talk about? Well, today we're very glad to have Cy here with us because Cy is um, also a student uh, for certification through the Institute for Conscious Being, and uh, is already excelling with 
himself and his wife, who was a previous guest on the program, Nanette, and uh, in a in a in a podcast after this, we're hopefully going to have both of them if we can make that happen. Um, and talk with them as a couple about their experience. But today we are going to, uh, with your help, uh, get Sai to tell us the story of his soul child, uh, his encounter with the Enneagram, and what he's been able to, with his multi-international knowledge of religions and peoples and culture, what he's been able to distill as being his truth about this, which I think we're going to find very fascinating. Yes, size very fascinating. Before we do that, for anybody who's just joined this podcast or just joined the last few, can you give us just a basic introduction or just kind of a, a little bit of information about the soul child and maybe what that has to do with the Enneagram? I certainly can. Um, the soul child is one of the earliest teachings of Enneagram thought and philosophy. Um, it has to do with our essence. And basically our essence is our soul. And the Enneagram has a huge purpose, which is not just to point out what our personality type is, but to use that type as a way to understand what our soul type is, which is a completely deeper, more enduring and eternal aspect of our identity. For example, when people speak about their own death, they don't speak about their personality leaving their body when they leave earthly life. They speak of their soul leaving their body, which is who they are, their essence. And so the Enneagram is absolutely beautiful in helping us through its inner flow, which we teach at the Institute, show us what type of soul and the qualities of that soul um, are for each of the different personality types. And the soul was first came into us when we were babies, of course, when we were born, or earlier. And uh, we existed in our soul state uh, for the f- early years of our childhood. And that soul state, we had no ego. There were no thoughts of manipulating or trying to trick anybody. There weren't thoughts of uh, an, an agenda that was beyond the agenda of the, of the moment. Those are all egoic strategies. So we lived without an ego, basically, when we were first born. In fact, what we can say is we lived in our soul. That's all we had to live in. And it's beautiful. If you look at a baby, you can see the soul in the smile, in the carriage, in the in the aura of the child, in the light around the child, in the child's eyes. Okay? So we were that child at one time. So because we were a child and it was our soul, It is called the soul child. Many people have forgotten who they were as a soul child. In the Institute, what we do is we enable and teach people to get access to this soul part of themselves called their soul child. 
and the results are absolutely amazing because for the first time for many people, they have direct experience of their non-egoic selves, the self that lies beneath personality. And it's amazingly powerful, amazingly wonderful, and it is a tremendous help in contacting and staying in relationship with the divine. Good. That that about sums it up. Good deal. Okay. So, Sai, we are so fortunate to have you here. And I think my question for you today is the first time that you uh, had the experience or the understanding that there was a soul child there, that there was an essence um, beneath that personality structure that we've all put on, uh, which we call ego. And just to clarify that, ego has a real negative connotation in our society. But for the purposes of our of our uh, teachings here, we mean just that personality structure that we've put on top of that essence, on top mm-hmm. of that soul child. Can you can you remember that that time when you began to realize that there was something deeper within? Yeah, uh, just I'm going to step back a little bit in trying to share with you where my journey started with Enneagram, you know, and uh, I um, uh, I have a funny way of saying it, that my wife, Nanette, uh, drugged me to <laughs> go to this um, uh, conference that, uh, that that was there, and I couldn't say the word Enneagram before. <laughs> so, and I, and I'm, and I, it was true. I had to think about it. Now I don't, but uh, what, I'm glad I went, and when I went there, one of the things that got my attention was um, although I was typed by the ego and I was offended by the word ego because that seems so negative uh, and I never liked so that's a, I always want to identify myself with my soul child and not as my ego type and I don't know I got to find a way to express that in future sometime but um, but anyway my experience as soon as they put up I, I'm I'm a, a I'm a type ego type. Six uh, was the identification, uh, and the, on my first experience at the conference, and when they put up the characteristics of each of these types, I, it, it didn't but take an, an, a second for me to identify myself because maybe I had I had um, uh, grown so strong in that personality or strong that I had no no qualms in saying that's it that's that's who i am and as soon as that said uh, that got me a lot more inquisitive about what enneagram man if the, if they can identify me then it's 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 good and bad i mean they can find all the bad about me and then and then and then slowly that what was my first fear and that actually associates me with my personality type as well. As soon as I found out that I'm a six, oh my God, that now everybody knows me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a, there was that intuitive fear inside me, like you know, man, I'm gonna be just uh, blowing open my my uh, uh, myself. In yeah, everybody's got your number yeah, now. Yeah, that kind of thing. But then uh, later on, that next day or whatever, as as the conference went on. This whole idea of a child in which which uh, Dr. Joe very well explained that, and I don't have to say that. As soon as he started 
talking about how as we grow up, we we start, you know, protecting ourselves and that shell that forms around us and the hardness that we develop inside to be able to face the world. I think I'm simplifying it, but mm-hmm. I think that best expresses my understanding of the soldier. That's what you are made to be, and somehow you got wounded, somehow you got... So as soon as I got that, it just, it just, it's just there was a light bulb that went in my mind and said, oh my gosh, there is a way to be able to get back to what God's made me to be or what my soul child was, what's, what's the true inside. Well, you may not be able to get there all the way on your first round, but at least I got a, I got a glimpse of, wow, there's a way to get back to what really brings that peace, brings that uh, a wholeness inside of me. It, it, does it make make mm-hmm. make? Yeah, difference? and and I think you know, for anybody who's listening, I mean, that's that th- that is exactly why we are in search of our soul child because it's that place where we do find peace and wholeness. I yeah. think that's a great description of it. Yeah, uh, and so I mean, and then I started working towards this uh towards this and i and i i got um uh dr joe's book and start reading it and and then that led me to a whole nother level it's not just knowing yourself um but it knowing yourself leads to a consciousness that allows us to look at people differently and look at yourself differently, which is the true soul. I mean, at the end of the day, as he said, when we leave this earth, you know, we talk about the soul. So it's about that. So that made me even more passionate about really finding my true self to be able to walk in a you know complete satisfaction of why I'm on this earth, you know, be it you know, the big term of world peace or just a peace in the family or peace in yourself, you know, if you can break it down to those three levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that consciousness is what I'm after. And that's why I like this whole thing about soul child and getting d- down to who you are meant to be. Well, so when you first started, you said that when you when you were at the conference, you uh, when you realized pretty quickly that you identified with the ego type six, yes, maybe that first feeling was a feeling of fear, fear yeah. that now we've all got your number. We know exactly yeah. who this guy is and we know he's scared to death, which isn't true, but that's how you felt. Give us a glimpse of that, that soul child, that essence. Who is he? I guess when you go against your arrow, you go to the nine, the nine, and uh, and then as uh, and very quickly in looking at uh, the enneagram, I was able to identify him in this little small triangle. I don't have to jump around a lot of numbers. I mean, I know that you know Dr. Joe will address that, but for me that triangle was perfect. I mean, it's a it's a it's a small path it looked like, and then obviously uh, you know I have to move against my arrow, which I understood. Uh, from studying that that's that's where I need to go to my soul child nine and and then I started looking at that uh, closely and and as I, I as I looked through my childhood and on through which was the most important thing going back to some of those 
places where you might have been wounded or you might have formed certain opinions or uh, ego uh, for that matter. So I was able to walk back, uh, you know, the times when my uh, my parents, I know my dad was in the military, he was a, f- a physician in the military when they, when they went away and I was young and I was left with my grandparents and it was like there was a, a fear that developed in me about, you know, what happens if something happens to my dad or uh, I mean, real reality. I mean, these are real, reality, real stuff for mm-hmm. kids as you grow up. And then you start forming a protection around yourself, trying to say, no, I can do it or I can make this happen. And then immediately I recognized through those where I was going to, to a three. And so that's the negative side of me that I, I'm going to make it. You know, I, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be um, so I started, I, st- I started recognizing those pathways, and those really made me more of who I am not than who I am. Um, so in the process, that 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 kind of I got enlightened to that fact as I was looking at this enneagram, and as Dr. Joe was explaining to me, I was explaining to the class, and then then suddenly I said, "Wow." And then, then I started looking at times during a teenager as I was walking through wherein I was able to see myself flourish as being a, uh, as being a peacemaker or a, a looking for that peace at that nine by what felt good was being around a bunch of people and trying to give them uh, uh, not solutions, but uh, I had this love for compassion for people and, you know, I, you know, I've just kind of uh, through that conference, I was able to look through like a film through these things as to where I was flourishing as well. There were the negatives I'm seeing, and I'm also able to see the positives. And, and that told me that this is where I flourish. This is where brings the most peace in my life. Um, and that, and it just went on and that brought me to a, a lot of things in my uh, work at the current stage uh, where I work and the type of people I work with um, so so it it um, there's a lot about work I can mm-hmm. say I sure. don't know how much time we have but um, as soon as I recognize I mean your question was I mean what happened and how I found out was as I started walking through my childhood and then my teenage years I found myself both situations where I was, you know, covering myself up and I also was seeing where I was flourishing. Mm-hmm. And and the way we know that we're flourishing or that we're, you know, moving towards our essence, yes. towards that place of health, is that there's a feeling of wholeness, a feeling of being right where we're supposed to be, a feeling, a, a peaceful feeling. And you mentioned going towards that three, yeah. which would in those in, in those times of stress. Yes. So as the the ego type six, when they're stressed or they're unhealthy, they go to the unhealthy aspects of the That's three, right. and you don't feel great at that place. There's yeah. angst. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. I'll give you a simple example, and I and I love to share it with people who are not familiar with the enneagram or things of that nature. A simple example, I mean, it was just recently, I, I travel, you know, quite a bit, and uh, Nanette travels with me, my wife, uh, but um, there was this, I always, 
I I don't like to wait. Um, so I'm in this line, uh, and especially those of you who travel, you know, if you, you have certain privileges, if you travel with certain airlines and, uh, you know, and you're in the back of the line, it seems like if you're in other, if you travel with another airline, because you don't have the privileges. So I was, uh, I was, you know, usually I travel in one particular airline. So that was okay. This particular occasion, I was in a different airline. So I ended up in the last and it was like, it was like I'm standing in the back of the line and I'm one, man, I want to be up front. I, 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 you know, this is not good. I need to be there. What does it take for me to get to the front? And that was clearly, a clearly what we call disintegration or a, and I mean, I was, um, I, I was upset. I mean, I think that that's a very simple example, but a very clear example of how, how you start to disintegrate, mm-hmm. you know, in a simple thing. So, and and that very moment, I, re- I re- re- realized what was happening to me, and all this the enneagram, the study, and uh, what I've been uh, trying to find who really I am helped me in that very simple example to say, "Sigh, no, that's not where you need to be going." And then immediately, I turned around. Uh, from trying to look over the whole line, you know, as if somehow the line's going to reduce because I'm looking over it, uh, to just saying hello to the next person and started engaging in a small conversation and and then starting to know them and where are they from or simple stuff. And, and that changed the whole tone. And that told me right there, I could... you. I'm telling you, you will feel inside of you. It's not like you have to think about when you're moving towards where you need to go. You don't have to figure it out. You know it inside of you that you're moving in the right direction. And as soon as certain peace came over me, and as soon as you know you know their little story or whatever and there is a certain peace that comes o- over me because where i'm need to be going is nine is i immediately go into the mode of trying to bring peace to that person or or a joy or or something that actually um um a connection connection and elevates them in their mm-hmm. spirit mm-hmm. and i just go to and then immediately i recognize you see sai you know, you're moving to where you need to be. And when you did that, uh, did you feel a physiological change? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I, I am. I'm. The, I think one of the things I've learned through the study of the enneagram and and uh, and the special focus that Dr. Joe has on being conscious. It's not just the type. It's just not the soul child, but being conscious of it. That in itself brings such a inner peace. It's almost like uh, I, I know I, I used to as a young man. I used to meditate a lot more than I used to. But it's it's sort of a it puts you into a meditative state of a peace. It just comes over you, and you can feel it in the body. You know, I think all all, all of us feel that when you have done something good for somebody a lot of times you feel that but it's almost like you have done something good to yourself and you can feel it 
you know, it's just like a little, some electricity goes through your body that just brings about a calmness that, uh, that, um, uh, that you begin to recognize mm-hmm. or what Dr. Joe calls conscious. You become conscious of it and you want to get that. That sounds good. I would be interested in, <clears throat> excuse me, knowing how you would have handled that situation as a soul child. Uh, if you were at the back of the line, maybe in preschool, what would the soul child have done with that? Interesting question. Um, as uh, you know, growing up, um, I, I will always, uh, uh, I was always told, like my my parents, you know, growing up, that uh, I can do anything if if I put my mind to it. Or they're always pushy, but at the same time. Um, as a as a soul child in a in a in a sports, uh, let's say I, I pick up a sports as as one of the, it's competitive, but yet um, I would say if I was in the back of the line in a in a um, in a, at a game or running or whatever it was, the way I would have done as a, a soul child was I have put I would have put my hand on the on the person in front of me and I would say something very encouraging uh, and I always had that tendency I always I remember as a as a kid growing up there was something inside of me all that I wanted to achieve but I also was a more very comforting guy uh, so my soul child would react with a, a comfort trying to bring peace you know a, Although I'm a team member, I'm still trying to bring peace to the people, uh, ne- you know, next to me. So, um, and I think I would. I, w- I would. You. Yes. Yes. As a as a as a child, that brought me comfort, and I can't r- remember. I can remember a couple of occasions like that where it was, uh, it, you know, it brought that to me. Um, but also, I remember very distinctly as a child, and I'm moving into you know maybe you know thirteen, fourteen year old uh, type. One of the things I can always remember is I was always uh, wanting to get a team of people together to do something. So that brings the six and the nine together in ways that I never realized before, because I wanted them to come together and go do a project or go do something outside of our community and go into a poor community. Or, and that brought me a lot of having put a team together and take them out and bring peace to the, that particular community. So I don't know if that expresses my movement from a six to nine or nine flourishing in that, in that you know. It's as if you brought the team player yes. to the peaceful person that's correct and then you went to the three to do the accomplishment yes. with that and then back to yourself at a higher level so uh, yeah that that's beautifully put thank you <laughs> i think that's exactly the route i i was i remember because i always like to be at my soul child stage which is the nine uh, bringing that tranquility bringing that peace uh, into situations and then and then I go to the next project uh, uh, and kind of bring go through that rotation. But there are times when instead of going in that right direction, I was going in the wrong direction too. Like uh, 
like I mentioned to you with that simple example uh, I, I shared with you earlier. So, very good. This is uh, very interesting. When you came from one culture, like the culture in India, to this culture, and I know you did it uh, as a college student because you were at Auburn University in engineering and yep. you had come from India to be a student there. Did you get a a different cultural or collective type of uh, collective ego that each culture operates from? Interesting question. Nobody had asked uh, that type of uh, question before, but it is it is interesting. And as as you're asking that, I'm I'm thinking about it. Um, uh, uh, to get a more um, succinct answer, um, but as a, as an Indian uh, coming from India and the type of community I come from, uh, because now it's this this enneagram is allowing me to break it down even lower to how how you were labeled growing up. You know, in India culturally, you have so many caste systems and each one has a certain label based on what they come from so they try to stay in that uh, stay in that little box as an identity and to break away from that box so uh, if there was a collective identity in me uh, uh, you know my dad and my family came from a farmer type of background uh, i mean they were landlords but small land landowners and that's how they came. But my dad broke free from that uh, that type of lifestyle and became a, became a, a, a physician. So um, so as a, as a collective thing for us, we always look forward to something to achieve better than uh, better than our uh, uh, parents did or our grandparents did. So if you, if I have to give a collective identity to my cultural uh, movement from India to here, it's like I wanted to get some do something better than what my family did. Does that make sense? Progress. Yeah, progress. Yes. There's a lot of ego three there. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. To make it happen. So when you got to Auburn, what kind of egoic collective? feel did you feel was it the same was it another type of ego or was it another way ego three was being worked out yeah. um i basically shut down my six and nine you know because now uh it's a question of survival so when it became a question of survival i had to stay in this box of three to be able to you know maybe it's my journey from 6 to 9 to 3 but it was a journey at this point i had to be stuck in this box 3 not stuck but it, that's survival i had to make things happen i you know i'm in a new country where if i don't achieve mm-hmm. and and prove myself then i don't have an opportunity at the same time it was a cultural difference in the sense that this is the only country in the world I felt would truly give you an opportunity mm-hmm. uh, to achieve. So I stayed in the bo- three box to be able to make it happen, you know, because otherwise it's a, it was a one-way ticket for me. So I, you know, my parents 
uh, put everything together to buy me a ticket to fly to um, the States. And for my first semester of fees, they paid through all that by going into debt. So it meant I have to achieve. There's nothing else. I can't be a team player. I can't do anything else. Uh, you know, so um, if you say collectively I brought something, that's what it was. Very good. That's great. So I want to thank you for coming today and telling us about your experience and your being able to see those points in your life where you've your soul child has been present. And, and that's such personal information. And for people to come here and to be willing to talk about it, that's really special, especially somebody like you. And and just so you know, you just really have the presence of, a, of that essence at the nine, very peaceful and... Um, I feel very peaceful sitting next to him here, and I'm glad to have thank you today. You. So, and thank, thank you, you also, Dr. Howell, for thank being you, with Erica. us. And thank we you. just want to invite our listeners to come back and listen to us again next week on this podcast entitled The Real Enneagram A Spiritual Quest. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today. Check out our website at www.theicb.org. That's T H E I C B. If you have questions you would like to have answered on this podcast, just email us at the address on our website, theicb.org, under Contacts. And if you would like to attend one of the conferences or other events of the Institute for Conscious Being, you will find these presentations on our website under Events.